0: These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use. Hello and welcome to This Is Your Afterlife. I'm Dave Marr. I'm here already with my guest. Say your <laughs> yes. name.
1: Hi, I'm Claire.
0: Claire Pennington. And, and this is the podcast. Did I say the title? I said This Is Your Afterlife. Where, this is your
1: afterlife, yeah,
0: uh-huh podcast where i I talk to artists and activists about death and life. Yes, you're it's an true. artist,
1: some would say yeah,
0: and a comedian,
1: <laughs> some would say, yeah.
0: okay, would you say?
1: Well, it's been a while.
0: okay, well, I'm talking to mm-hmm. you, not some yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I actually couldn't be allowed on this podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and say I'm a
0: comedian. <laughs> I couldn't be <laughs> big gatekeeping. Um, and I'm really excited for you all to hear this, uh, this conversation with Claire, which yeah. we're about to have. We're recording this before we've had the conversation. I yeah, and there's going to be
1: some juicy stuff on Patreon
0: that mm-hmm. um,
1: I Take would advise away. you guys to go check out, you know, not... Uh, we talk through all the questions, but not all the questions are in the on the regular podcast. You're going to have to go to the Patreon to see some of the other stuff.
0: That's right for the extended episodes. Yeah. And and what's that podcast? What's that Patreon uh, URL?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good. I think it's.
0: It's literally com
1: backslash Dave Marr.
0: Yeah. Slash Dave <laughs> Mar. Yeah. Uh, and I I know that you know this. I I definitely want to shout out the the Pigeon Level subscribers on Patreon.
1: Yeah Kurt Chang, Katie Llewellyn, Susie Carroll and Fred Fidawaugh.:
0: Yeah, yeah, you know those very well, Claire. And um yeah, you can also, follow yeah
1: yeah. I was just going to say people can subscribe to your newsletter, Hella, Immaculate.:
0: They can. They can subscribe to my newsletter. They can do all of those things at the links in the show notes. Show
1: notes where, you where you can they can also, also find
0: follow what can they what can me. they find? Yeah, they find you. Yeah, exactly. I think we need to work on this pair, this team up a little bit. Um, I think when I said you can talk over me, I didn't mean exclusively talk over me. but um, So they can find you because you're also a member of sketch comedy group, Cigarette Mm -hmm. Sandwich. It's true. Is that your main concern or are there other comedy things you're doing at the moment?
1: Yeah, let's say Cigarette Sandwich. That's the main Uh, one.
0: Okay, that's the main one. And so find all that stuff in the show notes. And yeah. how do you think this conversation is going to go, Claire? What do you, you mm-hmm. think is about to happen?
1: I think the fans are going to say it made more sense than Bill Stern. It wasn't as funny as Meg Strickland and not nearly as inspirational as Caitlin Savato, but who could be?
0: <laughs> oh, great. Great. With that in mind, enjoy <laughs> this conversation with Claire Faberick. <laughs> 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 okay, we'll see how that goes. I grab your whip and take it back to when I'm in I treat like. What do you hope happens when you die? Wow,
1: I really want my notes already insane okay <laughs> um i think- I mean like I think. And only because I've listened to your podcast, I know that some people, usually non-white people, think about Mm -hmm. how it will affect other people, (laughs) which I totally didn't think about until I heard that. But now that I've heard them, I, like, have thought about it from that side.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You were going from the individual consciousness perspective.
1: Yes. yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, that answer is, like, very, like, straight up and down of, like, I kind of, like, hope that it, like, my energy like joins all the other energy and like everything makes sense and like there's no more suffering like and it just feels like very like kind of like omniscient (laughs) but also without the responsibility of like just like oh yeah it all makes sense and I'm part of the energy now
0: (laughs) okay do you want any (laughs) retention of your own self in that
1: no I don't think i th- I think that like the way that I'm imagining it feeling is like that kind of like doesn't matter anymore.
0: Mm, like so, it's even just, that like, desire oh, yeah. would be gone.
1: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Like it wouldn't even feel like a loss because it's like, right? I'm, I'm rock. I'm tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right. right. <laughs> um. But, yeah, the thing I was thinking about for other people is, like, I honestly just don't want it to be, like, a lot of work. Like, I think, like, I've watched my parents lose their parents and, like, you know, it's always going to be hard. But, like, a lot of, like, their mess was, like, because they were avoiding the fact that they were going to die one day and, like, it just happened. And so like, there's like this like pile of like stuff and finances and like mess and like fighting. And it's like, I think, you know, that can't be avoided completely. Like that's like death and like famously taxes. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I like, it's like, I think it would be nice to like have your shit in order to the point where your family could just like not worry about the logistics too much. Yeah.
0: So yeah. do you have a will?
1: I have a note on my phone.
0: <laughs> wait, really? Is and it here's dr- what's
1: really embarrassing is every time I get sick, I kind of update it.
0: <laughs> ah, that's amazing. Wait, wait. So you, <laughs> no matter how sick you get, even just a little bit Like cough? when
1: I got my second COVID shot.
0: So wait, is it addressed to a you or is it just you making notes?
1: It's, it's, and it's just me making notes. And sometimes I've been so embarrassed. Like one time I had food poisoning and I was like, I might die. And And I was like, just like wrote like a note that's like split my money between my siblings and my partner. And like, this is like The money to speak of is like maybe $2,000 in total assets.
0: Right, (laughs) right, 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 right. (laughs) See, but that's tricky. If you just say split, mm -hmm. then they can argue over what the split is. Yeah. You have to say like equally split or something like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-way split or however many people.
0: But even a three-way split, it could be 60, 30, (sighs) 10. You know what I mean?
1: No, no, we can't have that.
0: Right. So, wait, what I else bet. is in this document? In this that, notes?
1: I mean, note? that's, like, the last time I wrote that was, like, money. That was the only thing I could think. Like, it's, like, donate my stuff unless you want it. And then, like, put the money between my family and my partner. <laughs>
0: uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh,
1: which I think this started – I don't know if this is, like, true or just family lore. But, like, apparently, like, when I was, like, young, I, like, had a small fever on Christmas Eve And I woke up in the middle of the night and told my parents to give my presents to my sister (laughs) because I was dying. (laughs) And unfortunately, like, as I've gotten older, I still think I'm going to die every time I get sick.
0: (laughs) Okay. But to what extent? Like, is it like, do you have self-awareness of like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I think I'm dying again? And you and yeah. you have a sense of humor about it or
1: Yes. Yeah, even in the moment I'm like this is so stupid. All I'm doing is like pooping a lot, but here I go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like such an adorable. I would love to have that little girl. Just such <laughs> a cute moment just coming in and like asking to give her presents to her sister. That's very sweet.
1: If I don't make it. <laughs> Honestly, I think that I am – I can imagine that I was probably a fun kid to have. Just like you do get the touch of drama sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently the need for attention was bottomless.
0: (laughs) Now is the time when I ask you to pick one memory to relive. I want you to relive one memory – You know the setup for this, but I'll just recap it. It Premises, it's the afterlife. There's one of the features is you get to relive one memory fully and completely. You drop down into your body. You're not stuck there. You still have all your other memories at other times. But this is the one that you get to fully relive of all of those. But you can only choose one. So if that's the case, what memory do you choose? to relive
1: okay it's kind of a tie but i'll say the one that makes the most sense first
0: so is this this is this a thing that you've had thoughts about you've had like a lot of like answers in your head
1: this is the hardest one i think for me of okay. all the times that I've listened to your podcast and I've had some of the answers, this is the one that I've never been able to like, like I sat down today to think about it. Cause I didn't
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: have one ready.
0: And there are two big ones that you have, or are there more than two?
1: There's two. And one of them is a real memory. And one of them is a general feeling that I have sometimes.
0: <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Give me, give me the like, like uh, chapter heading description like two or three word description of the general feeling and of the specific memory before we dive into either one
1: okay so the specific one is just doing a show at second city the last show that i did before the pandemic
0: okay then what's the general feeling
1: the general feeling is sometimes like Oh, this is so corny, but like sometimes like you're walking along, and the universe just kind of like cracks open and you feel like you like a hundred percent get it,
0: mm. okay, interesting, so now go ahead with the direction you were gonna take this
1: um so the I guess like the second city one is just like it felt really good, I was like getting paid to do shows, even though like second city's like complicated you know, there's a lot there, but it was like, whoa, this thing that I've been learning how to do for so long. Like it's like all paying off. It's a full house of like 200 people. It's like a Sunday matinee or whatever. It's like, whoa, I'm just like crushing the thing that I've been working on and doing for free for so long.
0: Were you on a stage or were you, was it a, um, a touring company or what was the second city thing?
1: It was like a patch, like one of those like weekend patch codes that it's like all the colored tours are out of town. And like we need like six people to do two hours of archive scenes and four square and a little bit of sing song and a little.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just like the best of Second City. For people who don't know, the colored tours are like there's a red co, a green co and a blue co. (laughs) Not the way that that might sound. But yes. Uh, Yes. Okay. I. I, guess.
1: I, think, I think there's a reason oh, that you don't it. say it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although
0: yeah, yeah. based on what we know about second city, they might have said it that way many times. Um, okay. So you did, so it was just this like peak experience sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. But it sounds like you're more interested to talk about this general feeling.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, it's one of those feelings where like, and it truly like, uh, it, it's like a lot of it's just that thing where you're like it's usually i'm outside usually i'm going for a walk and i'll like see like a like dad pick up a kid or like like a person take care of their dog or like just like something nice or like even like i something like a fucking flower <laughs> okay and then like it's just this like thing of you're just like oh my god like we're all doing this like we're all here and like oh the love is unlimited we can give unlimited love for at zero cost there's we never run out and like oh we're just we're just supposed to take care of each other and like oh my god like it's that easy it's that simple and it's that beautiful and then it like goes away like but it's like it's just so into, as I say, this feeling of intense connection with like everybody else
0: mm and i see you touching your head a lot is that where you feel it in your body like when you are on the walk
1: mm, maybe i feel like it's more like well maybe it is head i don't know maybe head and like chest warm feely
0: okay okay what it reminds me of is this feeling um i think it's from this book about the like the neurosurgeon who died who like wrote the book of his death, like as he was dying, and kind of like, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, I read that book right at the beginning of the pandemic, I think.
0: It's like when breath becomes air, maybe? Is that yes, the name of
1: it? That's that's it. That's it.
0: Oh, it's really intense, really fucking intense book. But um, he talks about, or maybe it's someone else, but this idea of when you have these. I mean, it's often like traumatic experiences, these like peak it kind of encounters usually with death or just something very, very intense where everything kind of snaps into focus and everything, it feels like you're living life very directly. Like each moment of each day is very acute. And you have this feeling, it's, it's the feeling you have of like, when people talk about being on your deathbed and not thinking about your job or whatever it is. It's like, you become very aware that like, I remember when I was in the coma, my coma that I was like, mm. I just need three things. I need, um, an enough mo- any job that gives me enough money to create and perform and do what I want. I need to perf- be perf- creating and performing, but not worry about making it, just worry about killing it so to speak, at the mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. then I need a like loving relationship with a partner. I was just like, those are the only three things I need. And, but you know, the other thing of basically of people just being like, life is all relationships. Um. Anyway, I'm describing like, I just said like five different ways of describing the exact same thing. But that's what it reminds me of, those like kind of acute, I guess it's awareness of mortality or something like that. Does yeah. any of that resonate? Is that adjacent to this feeling at all?
1: Yes. I think I def and I, do- I don't think it's a coincidence that like that reading that book was huge for me. Like, I, I definitely feel like I wanted everyone to know about that book after I read it, which t- is like a lot of like books and podcasts and articles is like I really need to tell people about them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but it was, I think that was like, so helpful and like i think like also like sorry i feel like i keep talking about the pandemic but being in it and just like needing like your joy goes down like it can be from like the smallest thing like it's like oh i could actually get stoked on like a really good burger today or like a, a really beautiful sunset or whatever and like i do also think that like the more you practice it the easier it gets to feel it and like it really does feel like you're connecting with your best self like it feels like you're like oh like this is if i could just bottle this and drink it when i'm like feeling impatient or like controlling or like whatever like it will just help so like it just it feels like like yeah like it's just like oh yeah like i could die tomorrow so like i don't know yeah, it's but not in a not in a scared way, just more in like a like everything is cool way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, does it feel it, the the way I would describe the memory that you're describing is like a really good walk, like a really yeah. good walk. Yes. If you had to choose one of these phenomena to observe on this one really good walk that you get to relive. A walk is a nice one to relive too. You get, you get a little bit of movement, but which thing would you observe? You mentioned like a fucking flower. You mentioned the dad and the kid, (laughs) you mentioned like a dog, like what is there a specific thing you can remember from one of your own walks that like really sticks out? Like I didn't even observe this. I just heard it. I used to, um, he, at, at work one time in an office job, I was like, I heard a dad and a kid walking like on the street, right outside the office. And the mm-hmm. kid was with the dad and was just like, la da, 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 like literally like a cartoon version of like joy and happiness. Yes. And I thought that was like so funny. But anyway, yes. is there, is there something like that that you can remember? from a walk that would be the thing you could re-experience every time?
1: The most recent, like salient last time this happened was like Father's Day. And I like walked by like a dad having like a little like father-daughter date with like just like a little like girl in a tutu. And it was just like, oh, it was just so perfect and like good. And just like, it's just one of those things you're like, oh my God, like my dad used to be like, young like duh like and like yeah like oh my god
0: <laughs> Claire favorite what's your this... coma a moment hey. of transformation where before you were one Claire and after you're a different Claire
1: well Full disclosure, I think I'm in one right now, but
0: mm. I'm not ready to
1: talk about it on a podcast.
0: understandable, <laughs> so
1: I'm just rudely bringing it up, but yeah. yeah, um, but one that feels very true also is um the day that I found out about like intuitive eating, <laughs> and like i i it was just like, oh, there's like no going back from this like yeah
0: okay so give me the setup here
1: it's basically like i think like a lot of people in this world and especially like a lot of like like socialized female people it's like oh your job is like to like watch what you eat and like like keep like your body in like check for your whole life like and like i especially like a lot of people like really took that to heart. And like when I was like 14, I had a full blown eating disorder. And then like from then until like truly 28, I like just dabbled in different diets and like various ways of like, okay, now it's no carbs. Now it's no sugar. Now I'm going to do this 30 day challenge or now I'm going to, you know, and like, like a lot, like, I think it's like normal in that, like every, it's everyone does it and it's everywhere, but it's also like awful in like that it's like i think it's like the most accepted sickness of all time and like celebrated sickness (laughs) i would say Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. um just like reading like the book i read was called the fuck it diet which sounds like a diet but it's not but like there's like more there's a book called like intuitive eating or like the book called health at every size but it's just like okay actually the science is pretty clear and like The best way of predicting future weight gain is being on a diet, Um, and all you do is like you make your body think it's going through a famine, and so the next time it's like, oh, here's like a bag of chips, I'm gonna eat them all. Like it just makes you crazier and more obsessed with food. And also, like there's nothing wrong with like (laughs) there's nothing wrong with letting yourself eat whatever you want, whenever you want, for any reason at all. And actually, your body knows. Really has really is really good at eating all kinds of food and like adapting to all kinds of like um types of food, like and like assigning morality to types of food, or like and also like it's very possible for people of all body sizes to be healthy and unhealthy, like thin people can be unhealthy, like and like it's just like not something you can tell from looking at someone, and like um and just like yeah like there's also like no morality to like health even if you are unhealthy like there's like no like morality to that like and just all of these things like it was just one of those things where I was like oh no like I'm gonna become really annoying about this but like it was just (laughs) one of those things where I was like and I like was like oh I'll never um I'll never diet again ever like and like I truly it's been like a year and like my body is larger than it's ever been but also like I think it's like the right size that it's always wanted to be and also like I still have a ton of thin privilege because I can like wear clothes at like stores that like are like quote-unquote normal stores like so like I like even though like it was like my biggest fear was to gain weight I still have like a ton of Privilege or whatever. Anyways, like I just feel like this is one of the things that like if you get me going, like I don't shut up about and like I like really am like forever changed. Like I'm like I'll have hard days where I'm like don't like myself or whatever, but I'm like I you can never like tell me about a diet or a 30 day challenge or like even the idea that like, oh, exercise is really good for you when you like it and you're doing it because you enjoy it. Instead of like you're doing it as like a punishment or like because you think you like need to like make up for something that you've done. <laughs> like it's like such an incredible like different way of looking at things. And it's like I was – as soon as I read it, I was like I almost wished I hadn't because like it was like there's something very comfortable <laughs> about living in a living in a world where you're like, oh, if I just – calories in, calories out. And it's like, right, nope, right, that's right. actually not true. And like that I just couldn't unread it, you know?
0: so what made you what made you prepared to like and this was like a year ago you said mm-hmm. wow okay yeah. so um what yeah what made you like ready to read it at this time
1: i don't know i don't okay. even know how i what made found you seek
0: it. it at oh really
1: yeah i'm like really like I remember I heard like some of this person's podcast before I read their book. Uh-huh. And then once you like know a little bit about that, what like you like then I like was listening to like 10 podcasts and reading 10 books.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I think it is I don't know how I found it, but I like thought that I was gonna be getting married in a few months. Pandemic. And I like had I was over exercising and under eating and like getting injuries and like Like a lot of people who are getting, who think they are getting, who think they're getting married. Like a lot of people who are getting married, like they have this idea that they should like make their body smaller
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for that event.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, which would be a really funny way to say it. Like no one's like, like, oh, I'm getting married. So I would like to make my body smaller for that event is like a really, that's what it is. It is, it is, but it's really funny to say it so like bluntly like that.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's so like when I like really like I would like tell my friends and family that I wanted to be healthier or stronger or like more toned or whatever. And like there's things about like it, there's wonderful things about getting healthier and stronger, but like that definitely wasn't my goal. And like if you had if someone were like, yeah, you know, the more you work out the more you're going to bulk up then I wouldn't have done that like it's just like it wasn't about getting stronger it was about making my body smaller mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I would like to disappear into <laughs> nothingness Have you ever read that book The Vegetarian? Uh-uh. It's like this really creepy I think Korean horror novel. It's called The Vegetarian and this woman just like stops eating meat at one point, And she also stops like speaking and has this like weird affair with this man who like tattoos her body. But basically then it's just like this process of her becoming more and more like resistant to like the society and she's like hospitalized. And Hell then I think goodness. at the end of the novel, I mean this is like a spoiler, but like she goes out to the woods because she's like stopped eating. Right. She just goes out to the woods and then she starts. Yeah. She starts as a vegetarian and then just slowly just like won't eat anything. And she goes out to the woods and she just like, I might be totally misremembering this or it might be the way I've like constructed the joke. I make about hope when she's like not feeling like eating something, but she goes out (laughs) to the woods and like stands on her hands and becomes a tree.
1: And so just this
0: idea of like, I would just like to become a being of like pure light and air. Like, so, so when Hope is like not eating breakfast and I think she should eat breakfast, which also is like, you know, ultimately none of my business, so I'll just be like, are you, get, are you doing uh, the vegetarian? Are you, are, are you being, <laughs> being one of, are you being a, the vegetarian right now? And starting to
1: photosynthesize.
0: <laughs> right. Like, that's what, that's kind of what you're talking about is just like shrinking and shrinking until I just become a fly or a, or a air, a piece of air and a, and a, ri- I become a single beam of sunlight trailing in yes. from the window. Yeah.
1: And this like, of course, won't surprise you or your listeners because they're so smart, but like, of course, uh, thinness, worship and diet culture are li- linked to white supremacy and capitalism, which is not shocking. Like there's like, The diet industry is like a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, of course, they don't want people finding out that we actually have very limited control over the weight Mm -hmm, that our bodies mm -hmm, want to be. mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And it's like all about like, yeah, like basically like fear of like black female bodies and blah, blah, blah. And Yeah, um, you and I
0: talked about this, right? Yes. Yeah, It was a
1: huge light bulb moment for me.
0: Yeah, what was it? Fearing the black body? Is that the... Is that the That's a book, book that, that the author wrote yet. that I told you about?
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: Just any book. That's a book that I haven't read yet. I know it well. Um, I <laughs> There's see... truly
1: like a like hundred title long list in my phone. It's like one of these days.
0: Of which you're – but you're very familiar. You're like, oh, yes, that book I haven't read. Here are yeah. my thoughts on, on that book that I haven't yes. read. Yes. Okay, okay, so – Okay so it sounds like you're still very much in the wake of what this is how yes. did it change your brain though this like like other than your relation other than the thing itself were there other changes to you inside in response I mean, to th- reading this book yeah. and processing these ideas
1: Well like truly I mean the craziest thing that happens is the food thing If you're used to thinking about like whether a food is good or bad or second guessing, whether you want it or if you're just thirsty and then like you tell yourself like and this is what they say is going to happen. And most people who start intuitive eating like speak about this, like if you haven't been allowing all foods and then you allow all foods whenever you want them for any reason is like. And especially if you've dieted for a long time, your body acts like you're coming out of a famine. <laughs> and so it was like this wild thing where I would like for like two weeks, I was just like constantly eating and constantly buying food. Like I was just like, oh my God, I want this and I want this and I want this. And I like, and it's like burgers and like cake and like all the foods that are like bad, quote unquote, right, right, right. um, right. And that was like a wild thing because I would be like so full and still eating, and it's just like it's very scary if like you're like yeah. So I mean, how do of that. you
0: how do you deal with that when you're like full and eating? To what extent is that intuitive eating, or to what extent is that your like brain kind of on overdrive, like thinking you're doing intuitive eating?
1: Yeah. Oh, like it's like this thing of like, and if I hadn't read this book, if I just did it for some reason, I would have been. I wouldn't have known this was coming and it would have been terrifying, mm-hmm. but they're like, this is part of it. Like, don't worry. It's not forever, but it is just like this thing of just like, you're kind of just letting your body run the show for the first time in a really like, since you were like, let's say five <laughs> or whenever you first started hearing that certain foods are bad, which depends on who you are, like your family culture. But like, it's, it's, it's scary. It's like really scary because it feels like somebody else really has control. And then it like kind of tapers off, but it's still like scary because you're still like, okay, I my body says it's time for a burger. I want a burger. And of course like you can't fulfill every single craving all the time. But like the point is it's just like if you're hungry, eat or like if you are thinking about food and you want food, eat. And then it just like and then you of course, like, most people, not everybody who does it, but, like, you gain weight because, like, again, like, you've been artificially maintaining this weight and it's never – like, for me, it was always up and down, up and down, up and down. And – but, yeah, like, a year into it, I just feel like if I was in a room where there were cookies <laughs> – like I'd be like at a party and I my brain would be like, uh-huh, cookies, 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 cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was not like in the conversation or at the party. And it's like finally, 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 like it's like, oh, look, there's cookies. And sometimes I want them and sometimes I don't want them, which is just completely different from how I used to feel, which is like they're here. They're it's now. Now's the moment. Grab as many as you can, like, <laughs> which is just such a change of it's just, it's a completely different like feeling around food in general.
0: Yeah. And when food and thoughts about food and feelings about food are so central to your life, of course, that's going to change way more. Changing your relationship to food does change your life.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, And like another thing that someone warned me would happen is like, Oh, initially your anxiety is going to go way up because you used to use like your calorie tracker or your food diary to like manage your anxiety Mm. and you like take this kind of tool away. And so the short term is going to like spike. And it's true. Like there's like a very like fun high to dieting and like starting a new program or like Mm. a new mission or like Mm -hmm, a new mm -hmm. goal, like- There was like something that felt like you had a false sense of control, like a lot of things out there. But yeah, it was wild.
0: So paint your hell. Your individual, personal, customized hell. Okay.
1: This was another one that I really had not thought much about. But I, and almost all of them, I was like, well, but then it might be good if this happened. But I think that this one is pretty much it, which is you had a really bad improv show and Mm. now you're getting notes (laughs) and the notes just never end.
0: Okay. Okay. What is bad in what way though? Because improv shows can be bad in, in a couple different ways. Like, were you bad in it? Was the... Do, do Is anyone in denial about how bad it was? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Let's say it was just like a flop in multiple areas, like no laughs and you didn't feel good about your contributions and it didn't feel like you were like vibing as a team. Hmm. But yeah, like I think for the purpose of the notes going on forever is there's at least one or two defensive people.
0: Okay. 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 And... Yeah. Why is the whole why is the whole hell of it the endlessness of it?
1: Because you're in the shame of the bad show. <laughs> and like if the notes would just end, you could like go to the bar and like laugh about it with your teammates, but because you're like just forced to sit in the feeling of a bad show for eternity. I think the only potential danger, like, if I'm the devil and I'm making this hell, is that, like, there would be some kind of, like, nirvana reached where it's just, like, oh, I accept my shame. So that's the only potential drawback if, like, Mm. again, I'm creating this hell to torture myself.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Is there... Is there, is the idea also that these notes are not particularly insightful and you're not learning from them? This is a kind of repetitive bad show. It's not a learning experience bad show.
1: Yeah. 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 I think that like, yeah, the notes aren't like really, really helping. They're just like, kind of like, well, you know, I think that thing where you came in as the car salesman, that was like a little bit selfish. And you're like, I obviously know that. like. I was trying to get one stupid laugh out of this stupid show.
0: (laughs) And so, okay, so it's a coach who's also, it sounds like being a little too polite with things, not even Mm -hmm. really make, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, like polite. Like it's either be like really real or like be constructive, but like polite and not constructive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think really real is risky sometimes too cuz one person's version of real is not actually real, you know? So if the real is like guys, we need to get it together. The the Herald commission has been telling me that you guys are on the chopping block. It's like, dude, you're taking all of this shit entirely too seriously. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe more real like like I don't know. I think I'm over this. But when I was a student, I think I craved a little bit of like, that was total bullshit. You just went up there and gave us <laughs> bullshit. God, don't ever do – God, go up there and tell the truth. Come on.
0: <laughs> just like a guru of an acting teacher sort of situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think I did like a little bit of that when I was like paying money for classes. Yeah,
0: yeah. This, yeah. It's almost like – it tells it's it encourages bad instruction because like so many things that are good good instruction good acting whatever it's almost imperceptible in a way because yeah. it is so good that it gets out of its own way and just makes the student better or whatever but it's like performing good instruction, which is actually terrible oh. fucking instruction. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, you're so right. Like, so it
0: makes you feel like you're getting something for your money because you're like, oh yes, that. And it's a man, of course, but that m- man told me that the, oh he was he whipped me and I deserve it and I suffer in yeah. the sackcloth and ashes of a terrible <laughs> initiation or whatever it is.
1: Oh, my God. Actually, that would be a pretty good held, too, is, like, wow, this is a huge leap, but, like, oh, like it, it, this is such a spit, but, like, being in an audition and knowing that you're, like, soon, but you're, like, watching other people and they're, like, kind of bad and, like, everyone's just really sweaty, but, like, you're, like, up soon, so, like, you're kind of, like, vigilant, but, like, you don't know when exactly your scene is, <laughs>
0: Oh an improv audition.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I guess like something kind of like generals-ish.
0: At Second City.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of the worst rooms I think you could ever. Okay. Audition in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's not even that's all internal the waiting there.
1: Yeah, you're like sitting there, you're being watched, but you're not on stage.
0: Mm-hmm, but you know
1: mm-hmm. that you're like your scene is probably going to be called up soon. <laughs>
0: right 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 and it's an improv audition so you technically don't even know what you're about to do but you're like trying not to be too specific but you're being generally like well am i about to do something good or am i about to do something bad and
1: uh, you're probably thinking of like a possible initiation you could do
0: right 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 right
1: the biggest fucking trick in the book
0: (laughs) okay yeah, but how does that relate to the notes? That that's that's just a totally different option.
1: I guess I was thinking about that young sweaty student energy and then it made me think about auditions.
0: Oh, wow. That makes I mean that makes me feel like all the rejection you talked about at the beginning you were just in young sweaty student energy like the whole the whole mm-hmm. time. You were you were in Yeah. A hell of a sort.
1: And and here I stand today. (laughs) And here I stand. A testament to all other people who really aren't good at improv yet. Just keep going.
0: (laughs) Great. Well.
1: Or don't. I mean, honestly. (laughs)
0: I was about to like wrap up and then I just like, and I had kind of like checked out a tiny bit and then (laughs) you were like, just discouraging everyone from following their dreams.
1: Wait, can I just try to do your outro really quick?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. And go.
1: That's the show. I actually don't remember the rest of it, but I feel like you always go, that's the show. But also with the music playing, where it's like, durn, turn, 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 turn. That's this week's show. If you want to get in touch with me, you know, check out my newsletter, uh, Hella Immaculate. If you want to learn more about our guests, check out the show notes. And of course, the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Dave Marr. <laughs> that's what I, that's the vibe I have.
0: And... That's and the show.
1: Beings, they the show. <laughs>